Check out Macy's Cyber Monday specials now while supplies last for great savings on holiday gift ideas like designer names you know they'll love. Now 40 to 60% off. And women's boots and shoes to finish the look 50 to 60% off. And upgrade your bedroom for cooler nights with cozy flannel bedding quilts and accessories from Martha Stewart Collection now 65% off. Plus, Macy Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Thank you for downloading a new episode, the next episode of the Retro Gamers. Larry here. And Anthony here. Anthony all the way there. What's going on, Ant? Still in Japan. Uh, I, I'm all the way here in Japan. I, I'm staring out my hotel window looking at uh, downtown Osaka. Nice. Yeah, it is bright over there. You know, it's 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 getting well, late yeah. here. So Well, it's... I was just gonna say it is it is tomorrow morning in your <laughs> in your time. So you already know what I'm gonna say then. <laughs> I know everything you're gonna say because it's already happened. <laughs> and I'm very predictable. <laughs> Extremely predictable. You know, you'll you'll talk about stuff, blah blah blah, and I'll make fun of you, blah blah blah. It's all very back and forth. Yada you know? yada yada. Virtual boy insult here and there. Just the usual. The huge. <laughs> Um, well, your, your, your time in Japan, I think is going to be coming to a close, right? Are you, you, uh, we've joked about it, how really you've been over there for the, for the podcast pretending to be on business, but you're actually doing stuff over there. Yeah, no, um, uh, my, my time actually is coming to a close in terms of how often I've been coming here. I, I will still be coming back here, uh, on occasion, oh, okay. uh, for the next year. Oh, wow. All right. So, uh, yeah, because we have some other things in the works. But, uh, yeah, um, but the the real reason why I was here, and, it, and as much as I would love to say it was about retro video game shopping, <laughs> but uh, my, my, my job doesn't pay me to travel to Japan to buy video games. Um, but the real reason why I was here was because um, we opened in Universal Studios Japan an entire Minion-themed land. Um, If you don't know what the Minions are, it's part of the Despicable Me franchise. It's those little yellow guys with goggles that uh, run around all over the place. Um, But uh, we we had our press event yesterday, and uh, technically the grand uh, grand opening, um, or was, or is, depending on when you're listening to this, is on Friday, um, April 21st. And it's an entire Minion-themed land inside Universal Studios Japan. That is awesome. That's cool. Um, it, it, like any plan to yep, bring it over? Yep, and there are images yeah. up on there are images up on Facebook. I know mm-hmm. you shared that uh, they were shared on our Retro Gamer yep. site. So if anybody wants to check it out, it's actually pretty cool. Um, really, really cute stuff. Um, it was tremendously successful yesterday. Uh, there was um, uh, they had fifteen hundred people dressed as minions. Oh my god! Um, they How many had, were hired? Um, they had um, they <laughs> all. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they also had the um, 
the Japanese actor who voices the character of Gru in the movies, who is the lead guy. Um, And he's actually a huge celebrity in Japan, like really, really huge. I actually got to meet him, too. He was super nice. Oh, nice. But um, yeah, everything went off really, really well. And uh, you can see the images online. And um, there are already videos posting up all over YouTube and Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, pretty successful. Excellent. Well, that's well. Congratulations, my friend. In, in all honesty, good, good work. Well, thank you. I've <laughs> yeah, I've <laughs> I've only it only, it only took uh, well, it took a really long time and a lot of trips to Japan in a short period of time. So. Sure did. And most importantly, you got a Famicom out of it. <laughs> I did get. I, I got a Famicom out of it, and I got a mini Famicom out of it, which makes <laughs> oh, me very so happy I. because the, cla- the the because the classic NES will never be part of my collection. Damn oh. you, Nintendo. <laughs> Well, you got a real Nintendo, so that's okay. I've got two real Nintendos, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, hey, any uh, is this kind of, if you don't mind me asking, and if you're not allowed to talk about it, just tell me, uh, is this kind of like, not a test run, but now, I guess, the success of this in Japan? Will this uh, Minion World come over here to the U.S.? Um, not uh, not really sure, to be honest, because um, Universal in Hollywood and Orlando already have minion areas oh, um they're not they're, they're not as involved as this like this is literally like a whole specific land themed out so there are a yeah. lot of there are a lot of different sto- uh, storefronts and there's a whole retail area and there's a bakery where you buy cookies oh, wow. and then of course there's the ride okay like simpsons um, world like like springfield which is really cool yeah okay. kind of like spring uh, kind of like springfield um but minion so cool. uh, i don't know if uh i don't know if the plans are to expand to expand it to that level with the parks in the states, um, and if I did, I wouldn't be allowed to tell you. So fair enough. Okay, there you go. So you did not hear anything because you really didn't. All right, cool. No, you didn't hear anything because I didn't say it. You did not. No, of course. All right, excellent. Uh, well, again, congratulations and enjoy the rest of your stay there in Japan, and uh, hopefully, uh, don't forget Super Potato. Uh, there will be a there will be a stop at Super Potato. I was trying to do it. Yeah, I was trying to do it. Yeah, I was trying to do it yesterday, but we got caught up uh, working, uh, and uh, I was unable. I'm, I'm hearing a lot of people. But who, I, I will hit Super Potato. Good. A lot of people listen to the show are actually. I, I hear a lot of people talking about Super Potato who listen to this podcast. They keep saying, "I, I wish I can go to the Super Potato," <laughs> and that is the god honest truth. People are asking me about Super. Well, they should ask you about Super Potato. Well, at this point, I go, they, uh, they should just be sponsoring this program because I, we've been, I've been talking about them for like months now. <laughs> and they have great product. Now, now, I know. And now if only I can get them to understand English. <laughs> soon. Very soon. Well, good stuff. Very Excellent. soon. But uh, yeah, Super, Super Potato is on my itinerary. Uh, actually, both versions, Tokyo and Osaka. So. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Sweet. Yeah, All I'm going right. to try and hit the Tokyo one up again. Hope so. Well, there we go. We'll probably get then uh, one more check-in from Anthony in Japan, I guess, before uh, his time slows down there. Good stuff. Yeah, until I, ca- until I catch up <laughs> with the <laughs> presents. Until <laughs> you, till you uh, flux capacitor it all the way back to here. Yeah, my flux capacitor stopped fluxing. I think I'm stuck here. <laughs> flux capacitor fluxing. All right, good stuff. Well, you're working on uh, Universal. Um, I'm gonna, if you don't mind, I'm gonna talk for a moment about your rival, Disney. Are they rivals? I guess Universal and Disney. Would you consider them? Nah, well, you know, I guess it's just healthy competition, right? Are they like like the the Alpha and the Omega or whatever, or the 
polar opposites? I don't know. Where am I going with this? No, they're not even polar opposites. I mean, they're just in the same industry. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers and Disney, I guess. Sir. But anyway, with Disney, the uh, Disney Afternoon Collection, which I talked about a few months, a uh, few episodes, a few months ago, a few episodes ago, uh, finally came out on the PS4, Xbox One, and the PC. Uh, I got my Very hands. Very nice. So yes. what's the verdict? I have the PS4 version. I downloaded it, mm-hmm. and much like when I played the NES Classic, when I played the Mini Famicom Classic, the the nostalgia factor was through the roof for me with these games. Real quick, as a reminder, there's six, two, four, yeah, six classic Disney games, eight-bit versions. Let's face it, it's the NES versions uh, without them saying NES. Uh, DuckTales, DuckTales 2, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Chippendale 2, Darkwing Duck, and Tailspin. Um, all in their 8-bit glory. Some new features like boss rush mode or rewind mode, like if you mess up on a game or something. But it just the the 8-bit aspect, I, I was... It definitely brought me back to my childhood playing these games originally on the NES or even a week ago when when you sent me DuckTales on the Famicom with a Famicom uh, playing it there 8-bit style. Yeah, well, um, uh, well, yeah, I mean, this, there's no uh, to me, there's no replacing playing, you know, playing an original game on its original console with the original cartridge. But, you know, we're we're in that we're in that techie age where everything is going to get released digitally. So uh, but it, it was it's cool that Disney put those together. Um, I'm actually I'm, in terms of those games, I can safely say I think DuckTales was the only one of the six I ever played. Um, Good by choice. the time the rest came out, I think I was, yeah, by the time the rest came out, I think I had already moved on, okay. uh, in terms of age. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, here we are playing these games again. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, but, uh, I'm actually more, I'd actually be a little more excited if they do a super Nintendo version because I actually, or a Genesis version, because I thought their games on those consoles were like fantastic video games. Uh, Aladdin, Lion King. Oh, oh, those, um, yes. Yeah, amazing. Like game. those games, I Hercules, thought were like, I think was yeah, on there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think they did Hercules. Um, there yeah, was PlayStation. I actually, I believe there was a Little Mermaid game too at some point. I think so. I think so. But Aladdin, you're right. Aladdin and Lion King are the two big ones from Genesis. They're like two of the best. They're they're like yeah, two of my favorite mm-hmm. games to go back and play on the 16-bit consoles. Well, you never know. I mean, they've done uh, Castle of Illusions, starring Mickey Mouse. They, I remember they re-released. Yep, excellent it. game. Definitely, they they released it on Xbox or no PlayStation on um, like a like an enhanced graphics kind of a, a, a new version remastered. But as a purchase mm-hmm. bonus, they also gave you the 16-bit version, the old school version, the Genesis version. So oh, that's, um, that's great. Oh yeah, and um, you never I I would have thought because I felt maybe the two popular games in this Disney collection was definitely Ducktales and uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Mm-hmm. Never played that one. I guess not. No, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, I think, just came a little bit after. Okay. Uh, a little yeah. bit after I stopped focusing on Disney. That game, those two in my, because I had both, those are the two games I had. And um, I was just, right before we started doing this here, before we, we, we went on, uh, I was playing Chippendale Rescue Rangers. And again, just just flashing back to, to late 80s or early 90s uh, when it came out and 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 just uh, it's hard to exp- it's hard to put into words the feelings of of going back to your childhood um because with me i just get like a 
like a crap eaten grin on my face and I'm just so happy and and just flood of good memories in this world today that a lot of it's bad. You know, the goodness does seep back every now and again in this cold heart that I have beaten in this chest. All right, I don't I don't know what you were trying to get across there, but you were getting a little preachy. And <laughs> I know, I kind of I kind of just rolled there for a minute. I didn't know where I was going either. Uh, bottom yeah, line, fun it was, stuff. It was, it was actually scary and stop it. Fun stuff. Uh, I definitely recommend getting it. Uh, I never played the other games in the series, like I said. Uh, what's cool about this uh, collection, though, like the NES and the Famicom, the mini ones, you can change the filter. So you can put the, you know, the CRT scan lines, like for a television or a monitor, so you can actually degrade the quality of the graphics, which makes it even <laughs> better. <laughs> It, I was just gonna say it's it's amazing that we've we've uh, we've advanced into a world where we have 4K HD televisions <laughs> that allow us to downgrade the look of our video <laughs> games to old tube television. It's screens. the only way I play the minis. I have to. And and quick side note for for Easter, my godson um, got got an NES Classic, uh, probably from the black market. Uh, trust me, it's a whole convoluted story into itself. But. Um, the, that hurts. What? Well, <laughs> trust me, it's you, you. For what was spent on it, you're better off not having it. Um, but he has it. He's six, so he's playing the game. And I wanted to show everyone else because he wouldn't understand it. I wanted to show everyone else what it looked like, so I changed it to CRT mode. And like he just stood there, like, "Why'd you break my game?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't like this. Put it back. <laughs> Fix it. Well, he's a kid. He's a kid who has no idea what tube no, televisions look like, it was very uh, funny. and that's just you know his reality is everything needs to be super crisp. Yeah, I'm like, don't worry, I'm gonna fix it. I have to calm him down for a minute, and then. Uh, but he picked up Super Mario Brothers three, man. Like it was no tomorrow. He's, he's doing pretty good at that. And then, yeah, the... well, I, I, I was gonna say, kid. Yeah, it's it would be in, it's interesting to see like when kids play these games because they're so old school. Honestly. Um, you wonder how they're gonna like react or um, adjust to them because games now are like you know they're super complicated to play with all the buttons and everything. So really, right? Um, like he would and put... the, obviously the the graphics and whatnot. So yeah, like he was playing. Um, like... I expect kids like yeah. Get, I was gonna say kids get confused because uh, or it, I think they would almost get more confused for a little while because it's like here's the controller. It's one crosshair and two buttons. Exactly. The the, the he was playing before this. He was playing Disney Infinity on Xbox. So you can only imagine all the buttons that had to do that. All the different worlds to go to. You change the characters. So there was it was a lot more involved. This is so scaled down. And and the best part about it is it was funny. I, I noticed it, and his father noticed it too. We were kind of talking about it, like. We all sat down for dinner. All the adults were eating, and we kind of, you know, they're like, "Oh, what music is playing in the background?" So, it was Metroid. Like just on his own, he discovered Metroid, and it was fun because, like, in the in those couple of minutes I was watching him again, he's only six, six and a half. He slowly figured out how to play Metroid. He found the uh, the morph ball very quickly, and and you just see him kind of testing it you know kind of trial and error it was almost almost scientific watching this kid play metroid it was I, it was quite interesting i love as a godfather i was very proud of it well i'm, I'm happy you were proud um but <laughs> uh, i mean i just think when we were playing those as kids we were doing the same thing exactly. it was like that t- scientific trial and error kind of method to figure out how to solve these games because these games really didn't come with instructions it's just like you turn them on you're in a world and off you go you're in a world. No, you're exactly there's no story, right. There's no story, no setup. You just go. Definitely. But 
that that's what I love about it because that's how we did it. But now we can actually, I actually saw it happen in front of my eyes. You know what I mean? It, it was it was quite. I was as a gamer and a Godfather. I was I was quite impressed. So I'm going to uh, pat myself on the shoulder well, on that one, even though I didn't buy the system from. <laughs> well, you you do that. It's nice to feel good about yourself once in a while. <laughs> Thank you. It's about my godson. I'm just happy. I'm just. <laughs> I, I'm just happy your godson wasn't given a virtual boy because then you would have seen him go into an epileptic seizure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even think it would fit him. You know, it would be too big for him. No. <laughs> well, yeah, not only that, that its brain-melting powers yeah, are true. also just, you know, not advised. He would he would look through one lens and his brother would have to look through the other and have to work together. Hey, wait a minute. You mocked the virtual boy. I didn't even, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> no, you didn't catch you didn't see that coming. <laughs> so um Disney how, un, how unpredictable of me. Disney <laughs> afternoon collection. Check it out. It's twenty bucks. PS4, Xbox One, PC, if anyone plays on the PC. So uh go go and enjoy. And it. People do. They do. Don't, actually, yeah. don't don't be condescending to the PC players. I don't, I, don't, I don't play it, but I we'll we should we're gonna do a PC episode one day. Um not like a well, all our episodes are PC, but we're going to do a personal computer episode uh, one day, and um, you know we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. I've seen. I mean, I'm not a big PC player, but I've seen people play on the computer, and it's just it's mesmerizing watching them how to use the mouse and the keyboard. And we'll we'll get into that later. Yeah, that's a that's a whole other topic of conversation. Neither of us are prepared to have. <laughs> not right now. But uh, what we are prepared to talk about is the fact that Nintendo, no, not Nintendo, every other news outlet on the planet, short of Nintendo confirming it themselves, have announced today that we are going to get a Super NES Classic Edition, or an SNES Mini, if you will. And with the debacle that just happened with the NES, this is going to be quite interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, see, I'm not so sure. Yeah, it's... I'm not so sure about it now because um, uh, as as a person who did not get the NES Classic, and there are other people that I do know who are also dying to get the NES Classic that did not get them. Uh, and just a special note out there to uh, one of our listeners and a friend of mine, Charlie. Yes, I'm trying to hunt down the mini Famicom for you while I'm here, um, so your <laughs> wife doesn't kill you. So <laughs> uh, she did, she did not get the she did not get her NES Classic, and she is not happy. Oh, she's so. Yeah. So anyway, um, so uh, on the heel, literally on the heels of the NES Classic getting discontinued, announcing that you're doing the Super NES, it's kind of a bitter pill to swallow because I think there are so many people out there unhappy with the fact that they did not get their hands on a classic NES. Um, are now? I, I mean, I'm not going to say it's going to be, uh, it's going to damage the sales of the Super NES. Cl- mm-hmm. uh, classic if it comes out this holiday season, I'm sure it's still going to sell and sell well. But it's just gonna it's just gonna be a little bit tainted because you're gonna know in the back of your head it's like yeah well you know what I go they're only gonna make X number of them and um, you know you'll get lucky if you get your hands on it and if you don't you don't it's like for me I'm still I'm still a little you know I'm still bitter that I did not get a classic NES mm-hmm. and I can I can completely understand that um, I think first of all as far as the announcement of the Super Nintendo I think once once we even saw that they were making an NES classic I think everyone assumed this was eventually going to happen you know what i mean like this was inevitable that the super nintendo mini yeah. was going to come out and i'll just to to mention to to kind of double back on on what you said i i still think it's going to sell good um i don't think it's really going to hurt 
Like the NES is going to put it, like you mentioned, a bitter pill. But I think, first of all, a lot of people have a short attention span. So come November or December, whenever this thing comes out, I think a lot of people are going to kind of not forget, but the NES won't bother them. But let me ask you, let me pose this question to you. Because of the Nintendo, do you think, excuse me, because of the NES, do you think Nintendo is now going to step up production and make like double or maybe triple what they were thinking about? Because this is probably going to be a limited edition like the NES originally was. Or I, um, I don't think they will. I think it'll probably be a similar limited run. Wow. Okay. Um, uh, and there, and the only reason why I say that is because I think um, this has been Nintendo's mo um, uh, going back thirty plus years. Um, they've always been notorious for um, limited quantities to create that um, to create that excitement and to create that um, uh, what you call that need that want that everybody you know everybody has for. Their product. Um, I'm actually. I actually started reading. Um, I don't know if you've read this book. I think you may have. Um, Console Wars. Have you read that book? N- no. Uh, okay. So familiar. Well, talk I, about it. So, um, so I picked it up before my flight to Japan because I, I wanted a, you know, I wanted a book to read since it's a twelve and a half hour flight. Um, and uh, Console Wars is basically the history of the. Um, of the war between uh, Sega and Nintendo in the 80s and 90s. Oh, okay. Um, leading right. up, to, uh, leading up, leading. Uh, I don't know where it. I don't know what period it ends. Like when Sega finally stops making consoles and whatnot. But it's basically the period of when you know the NES reached its height and how Sega's Master System didn't do so well. So then they started working on the Genesis and everything. So it, it's it's a very um, it's a very in depth look at. Um, the minds behind, you know, the success of these systems mm-hmm. and these companies. So you're actually reading the history of all of the big players that were at these companies and how they managed to do what they did to make these things successful. Um, and I'm not that far into it, but just reading uh, um, the chapter now about Nintendo's basic rise to power. Um, and in that chapter, they were explaining how Nintendo's MO, even back then, uh, and we didn't know this, of course, because we were kids. But Nintendo's MO has always been limited quantity for everything. So when their retailers would or- place an order, they would never fill the entire order. They would give them like half the order. Hmm. They would, so it wasn't even necessarily just for consumers. It was for their retailers as well because they always wanted to keep that sense of need. Um, for a product because that increases the um, the intrigue for it. Mm-hmm. Um, less is less is always more. You know, if you offer less, the demand for it rises. So that's been Nintendo's mo for thirty plus years. So having experienced what happened with the NES Classic right now, I'm not happy about it. But I'm also now noticing that this is part of their business model. So I'm I'm expecting the same thing with the SNES Classic as well. Limited quantity. Get your hands on it as quick. What's up? It's Kevin Hart. And with new rewards from Chase Freedom Unlimited, I now earn even more cash back, even on a beach getaway. I earn 3% of drugstores on beach snacks. Hmm, these chips have some saying on them. I earn 3% on dining, including takeout, after a seagull eats all my chips. And I earn 5% on travel purchased through Chase, like a hotel room to hide from that seagull. Learn more at ChaseFreedom.com. Chase, make more of what's yours. Account subject to credit approval. Restrictions, limitations apply. Offer subject to change. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Want to hear something amazing? 
Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Quickly as you can because it'll probably be discontinued after a few months. Okay. Um, I mean, I've, uh, I've definitely heard of stories about Nintendo, you know, being like that. Um, always, but I've also heard stories because I read a book called actually another great. I'll, I'll definitely check out Console Wars. Uh, another great book is a book called Game Over, which is pretty much the history of Nintendo. Um, and just like mm-hmm. all their ways, you know, they're about, like I mentioned last week, they're a business, so they're about making money. But they, the, the, the stranglehold that they usually have on their products um, with these short runs, it happened with the Wii. It happened with a lot of the Amiibo when they came out. Kind of happened with the Switch as well, to be honest with you, uh, where it's taken a while for it to, to restock. Nothing really as to what happened with the NES Classic, but I can definitely see that whole supply and demand. And mm-hmm. and the demand was there. Um, I would like to believe, of course, this is only my speculation, that I think it'll still be a limited run. There still won't be enough for everybody. But I'd like to think that whatever number they planned for the Super Nintendo, they may up just a little bit. Not a ton, but maybe just enough where it's not as chaotic i have a feeling i'll be waiting outside again five o'clock in the morning on a tuesday at you know sub-zero temperature to get a super nintendo so um but i, I hopefully they learned a little bit of a lesson with the nes classic a little bit well that's the thing it's like um i would ag- i would agree with you uh, i would have agreed with you up until the point that i started reading this book and then realized i'm like wait a minute i go this is this is their actual business model so the um you know, the way you're just pointing out, oh, you know, the Switch sales are also similar where it's like they're trying to keep up. It's not that they're trying to keep up. I go, this is, their actual business model is to hold back because it increases the demand for the product. So I don't think – I think everything about this is completely intentional because this has been what they've been doing, you know, for th- uh, over 30 years with their product. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can see that. And, you know, it was funny too because Nintendo was so quick to come out and say there will be 2 million units, 2 million Switches available worldwide on release of the Switch. So, you know, it sounds like now Nintendo is trying to stay ahead of the game with mentioning how much will be for sale, how much they plan on distributing or, or anything like that. I, I just don't think they want as much of a black eye now like they had because of the NES Classic. In my opinion. Let me ask you one more quick question. Oh, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, no. I was going to say, I mean, they announced that, but that's probably because I would think that they would have – they would have the internal um, research done in terms of the numbers they expected to sell. Mm -hmm. Um, So they knew exactly how many they wanted to release while still keeping the demand up for the system. So in other words, like, you know, again, I mean, um, I'm not necessarily, uh, you know, a marketing genius or or a research and development genius, but I've worked – I've worked in I've worked in uh, I've worked in companies before where I've I've seen some of that stuff. So it's very easy to do research on things and say, hey, you know what? I bet we can sell. You know, it looks like it, we have the potential to sell three million. So it's like, okay, let's release two. Yeah, 
I don't know. Uh, uh, hope- and, you know, like I said, that just and I'm not and I'm, and I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it in a negative way. I mean, if you think about it, I go, this has worked for them for a very long time. So it's like, why, you know, you know, if it isn't broke, you know, don't fix it. That's yeah, true. And let's face it, it's ga- pretty much guaranteed that they sold 1.5 million NES classics. You know what I mean? Maybe they didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. By doing mission this, accomplished. Exactly. They, they will all release at the same time. They may not have sold all one and a half million. Well, I mean, the perfect comparison is, you know, think about the um, think about the Atari flashback and the Sega console that came out. You know, they had those on shelves um, in abundance, you know, for for a long Years. period of time. I mean, they're still on shelves now. And you can, yeah, yeah, I mean, you, they're still on shelves now and you can get them everywhere. But, you know, um, the only time you ever really see them sold out are around the holidays because they're gifts for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're always sitting on shelves in, in, uh, you know, go to your Best Buy or any of your, you know, or your Target or, or any store and they have tons of them. So, and it's for that reason, overproduction. Uh, Nintendo doesn't do that. It's funny you mentioned Atari and Sega because we have a mutual friend of ours who was very upset at Nintendo, who I spoke to right before we recorded as well. And he, he gave that exact same comparison. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, but, but there's the difference, you know, um, Nintendo doesn't want their product just languishing on a shelf. They want it sold. Um, and the model that they do, you know, yeah. And the, and what they do is they make sure that their systems get sold. So it works for them. And we so, should have him. We, we should. We should definitely have him on. Yeah, uh, our mutual yeah. friend. I, I know, but I keep having to tell him to to PG it down. So uh, as soon as he's able to, but we, we, we'll we, we don't have a we don't have a bleep button. Well, if everyone's here, one long continuous bleep for the entire show, then we'll see what we can do. <laughs> I think there's entertainment in that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him on soon. Don't worry. He definitely he definitely wants to come on. So Super Nintendo Classic, be on the lookout for it. We'll give you more information as we get closer to the possible release date of it. Um, now, we, we mentioned here in a little bit, we're actually going to, uh, with this particular episode, it's going to be a little bit of a, a, a special episode. Uh, Anthony, he's working diligently. Now that it's crunch time for Anthony over there in, in Japan for his work, um, this segment of our show... Um, is going to be a little bit shortened compared to usual, and then there'll probably be a drunken tirade for the second half of the show uh, when when I uh, record uh, live from somewhere uh, with some of our our friends, a couple of which we, me and Anthony, grew up with. Uh, so, and I don't want to take up too much of your yeah, time. Yeah, so, so just... No, so yeah, and I understand that, but to keep it short, so um, you know, so everybody knows the truth out there. So, so Larry, Larry thinks I'm not pulling my weight anymore, so he's decided to replace me for half how, the episode. How dare you, sir? Just because I auditioned Frank a couple of weeks ago, just in case. This was all. This was all. This, this was all a ploy. This was all a ploy to get rid of me. I understand. That is absolutely not true. Because if it's you not know, for you, you just, you just, you. you no, this is this is just straight up jealousy <laughs> of my hatred for the Virtual Boy, and you're completely you're completely jealous of the fact that I can go to Super Potato whenever I want in Japan. <laughs> I am very I am dying to go before I die. I'm going to go to Japan and visit Super Potato. That is, I'm making that I promise will warn here, them folks. Of your coming, I'm, I'm going to run a, a Patreon page now. All right, if everyone can donate money so I can get to Japan, that would be sweet. Well, why don't you just join me on my next trip? <laughs> we will see. I see if I can afford that flight. What are you kidding me? So, but if it wasn't yeah, best of luck on that one. If it wasn't for you, though, who would do this week in gaming? And most importantly, who would do retro spotlight? 
Well, yeah, nobody does do it as well as I do. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we know you don't. How dare you? So, um, no, but I'm actually looking forward to I'm actually looking forward to to hearing uh, more of a roundtable discussion with the with the the four of you. Yeah. Uh, you know, for the second half of this episode, which is it's awesome. It's going to be uh, uh, myself, especially with uh, this week in gaming, since I'm I'm bequeathing that to you for this episode. I did very well last time with Frank, and this time it's going to be me, Frank, friend of ours, Verdi, who you may have seen at the uh, the last uh, uh, live uh, uh, broadcast from Retro Video Game Night, the Cradle of Aviation Museum, and uh, my cousin Eric will be on as well. So the four of us probably going to be about three or four beers in once we start recording, and once I figure out how to hit the record button under that intoxication, we will talk about this week in gaming and who will, who knows what else. Well, uh, I'm also going to pose to you uh, one request okay. as well. Uh, I think you guys need, since there are going to be four of you, I think you need to go live with a four-player game. Might I suggest a Mario Kart or a GoldenEye? <laughs> Ooh, um, I like that idea. I don't know if we're going to be able to plug in a, an N64 at, at Croxley's, but I will uh, see what we can do, whether before or after the event. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I challenge you to arrange that so we can see exactly how that works. <laughs> we can do it if I can get everyone to go to the next Cradle of Aviation video game night. They do have four-player GoldenEye set up and four-player Mario Kart. So challenge will be accepted at some point. <laughs> Excellent. Awesome. Sweet. Just what I want to hear. Good. Well, if I'm taking over this week in gaming, what do you have for Retro Spotlight? All right, so Retro Spotlight. Um, yeah, I, I kind of fell down a rabbit hole here with the, this week's Retro Spotlight. So <laughs> I decided that since we're uh, since I'm since I'm in Japan again, um, <laughs> that I should. I real you know it just dawned on me that I don't I don't think we did a Retro Spotlight on a Japanese game. <laughs> so uh, no, we haven't. No. So um, so I was like, okay, I was like, so what Japanese game can I do a spotlight on that people would be really familiar with in the states um since a lot of our listeners right now are in the states no offense to the rest of the world we're happy for everybody who listens <laughs> but um but i was just trying to figure out what's a really good japanese game to focus on that would resonate with you know majority of our listeners um and the most obvious one that popped in my head would be doki doki panic so Ooh. this week i decided to do retro spotlight on doki doki panic now nice. for most people uh, yep. So m for most retro gamers, they know that um, Doki Doki Panic was the shell that was used for the American version of Super Mario Brothers Two. <laughs> yes, um, yes, it was. But you know, as right, but as we know, Doki Doki Panic was its own game in Japan, only released in you know in this country. Uh, and I'm gonna explain to you why the game was only released in this country because while I was doing my research on this one, um, it took me into a very interesting direction <laughs> as to why this game actually existed. So, um, Doki Doki Panic was actually published by the Fuji Television Network. Oh. So, hmm. not a... Yeah. So, first and foremost, not a video game publisher, but a television network. Um, reason why uh, is coming in a moment. It was released on July 10th, 1987. Uh, and the console of choice for this was the Famicom Disk System. So, not the Famicom itself. You needed the Disk System to play this game. Okay. Similar to um, Super Mar the original Super Mario Brothers 2, mm -hmm. which was released in Japan, was also on the Disk System only. Okay. Um, so... So um, the, the, game's in, 
the game's full title is actually, uh, and I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna butcher this a <laughs> little luck. bit, but it's 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 Yume Kojo Doki Doki Panic, which translates into English as Dream Factory Heart Pounding Panic. That's what <laughs> that's what the Doki Doki actually means. It's like heart pounding. So so basically, the game is going to give you a heart attack, <laughs> um, as it does at times for Super Mario Brothers too, at least more or less. So um, what's interesting about this game, and um, it was based, uh, it was actually created for an event that was being planned in Japan called Yume Kojo in 1987. Uh, it was an event that was held from July 18th to August 30th in Tokyo and Osaka at the, you know, simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And the um, uh, the purpose of this event was to represent a new generation of media that would arrive in you know the future. Um, so it was set up with like all these different technical displays um, and all kinds of elements um, regarding um, the future of technology. Mm-hmm. And the marketing campaign for um, for the event. Decided so, but uh, just let, let, to rewind a little bit, um, the event was first conceived in 1984 by um, a Fuji Television executive, and he decided after going to Carnival in Brazil that they wanted to hold an event in Japan of like that grand kind of scale. Now, how you get from Carnival to you know a te- you know technology Practice. event is beyond me, but this 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 is his story, not mine. Mm-hmm. So. So it started back in '84, and they spent a few, uh, they spent like two years planning this whole event, and they decided it was going to be called Yumi Kojo, which, when translated to English, is actually called uh, Dream Machine. <laughs> so that that was the event they were going to go with. Um, in so in 1986, they decided that the Dream Machine event needed a mascot, okay. so they created a character. They created a character named Imagine. Um, which was a male character um, as the mascot. So if you go, if you actually go on YouTube and look at the commercials for this Yumi Kojo event, you'll see the mascot uh, character Imagine in that. So then they decided that they were going to help promote the game, uh, promote the event by creating a video game with the mascot. Hmm. So and so Imagine became the lead character in the video game Doki Doki Panic. Because Doki Doki Panic was the game they were going to design to help promote the event that they were doing. Okay. Um, so, um, so they started that. They started that about a year before. They um, they actually created uh, a ton of promotion on television for this thing. There was a they, they had created a uh, two different music groups called Yumi <laughs> Kojo and um, created a song. Specific to the event. <laughs> okay. And then eight days before the event started, so the the event started July 18th. On July 10th of 1987, Nintendo releases the game Doki Doki Panic for the Famicom Disk System Timing. to help to help promote. Right. So they had this all planned out. So it was like eight days before. Now the game itself sold only 350,000 copies overall. But the reason being the Famicom disk system wasn't – you know, it, it wasn't on the actual Famicom. It was just on the disk system. So mm-hmm. not as many people had the disk system. Okay. 
Um, so then they really, you know, so they, they released the game eight days before the event and then they have the event in Tokyo and, uh, Osaka. Uh, and then, you know, that's pretty much, that's pretty much where the game, uh, the whole concept of the game came from. Now, uh, what's interesting about it is that the tie-ins to the game and the event are really interesting. For example, like if you play Super Mario Brothers 2 and you go, uh, you, you know how you go down into the lower levels to get a key, and when you get the key, there's that weird mask that chases you afterwards? Yes. Yeah, that annoying red-white mask. Okay. Yeah. Right. So those masks were worn by the – and they were called Imagineers, the people who were you know, presenting the technology of the future at the event. Um, the Imagineers were wearing those masks at the event. Wow, so wow. they were – they designed the masks and then tied them into the game so that you can connect it to the Yumikocho uh, event if you went to the event, uh, including the uh, Shy Guy masks as well. So the really? Shy Guy masks were actually created in real life wow. yep, oh, man. for this event. Love to get my hands on that. That's... Okay. Um, and and, to be, and uh, all of this stuff is only coming out now. Uh, because somebody got their hands on a book that was written in December of 1987 recapping the whole event, and they started translating it into English. So um, up until like a year ago, a lot of this information wasn't even known. Hmm. So, um, And of course, being 2017, this year, July 18th, will mark the uh, 30th anniversary of this event, um, oh, yeah. which is, you know, really... Yeah, which is really cool. Huh. Um, so... Super. Um, so then, how did um, so Doki Doki Panic? Like I said, you can only buy it for you know the Japanese console. Why it was translated to the U.S. as Super Mario Brothers Two, um, which most people may not know, is because it was determined by Nintendo that the original Super Mario Brothers Two that they created was too close to the original one and by their determination too difficult mm -hmm. for overseas players so yeah. instead of releasing the actual mario 2 which we got later as the lost levels yes on super nintendo right they decided to just reskin doki doki panic as mario huh. 2 um for american gamers and to be honest with you it worked like a charm because super mario brothers 2 wound up selling seven and a half million copies Oh, Super Mario Bros. 2 was awesome. I mean, before anyone knew that it was it was a, a rebranded game, um, which was a game for branding purposes to begin with, if you think about it, for promotional purposes. Uh, yeah, Super Mario Bros. 2 was, was a phenomenon. And uh, this is Doki Doki Panic. Yeah, Panic. it was... It, it was... Yeah, I was, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was just going to say, and, and I can only imagine how, like you mentioned, like how successful... Doki Doki Panic was, and for Nintendo, it was kind of genius too. Nintendo's, just, I mean, that they took a huge leap of faith because of how drastically different Super Mario Brothers Two is from all the other games. I mean, I think the only things that survived, if you will, from Super Mario Brothers Two is probably the Shy Guys, which every now and again you'll hear about uh, mentioned. Uh, Maybe not in a Berto game, pops but up once in a while too, right? Who? Birdo, the thing that shoots eggs. Oh, 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 Birdo. Yeah, I mean, he, she, whatever it is, uh, does too. But you know, but beyond that, just the rest of the game is not really linked to anything else because it's also a dream. 
which is how they tied it in. Spoiler alert: how they tied it in at the end. Exactly. Well, and there's a, you know, and obviously there's a reason why it's a dream because the the actual you know the actual game was originally built off an event called yeah. Dream Machine. That's so, you know, and the original story um, of the game, you know, because we all know it is Super Mario Two, but if we go to uh, the Doki Doki Panic version of the game, it actually takes place inside of a book. So that explains inside the, the book. Right. That explains that explains the pages in Mario, too, because inside the book, it's a, it's the story of a land called Mu, M-U or Mu. <laughs> oh. Not sure which one it is, where basically the quality of your dreams determine the quality of the weather the next day. That's the setup for the story. So because and because of this, the the Mu citizens invented a dream machine so they would always have good dreams. Oh. And then one day an evil toad named Mamu, <laughs> right, who we know as Wart, Wart in yep. Mario 2, he invades he invades the land and turns the dream machine into a nightmare machine. Hmm. Um and then the um and then what happens is the people, uh, the the Moo or Mew people, <laughs> learn that well, I know it's weird. Learns that Mamu's uh, weakness is vegetables, and that's why there are vegetables in the game to defeat him. <laughs> that's that's, that's why you're throwing vegetables. Yeah, that's why you're throwing vegetables in the game. And then um, so, and then the lead characters of the game, which are you know, like I said, Imogene was the lead because he was the mascot for Dream Machine, mm-hmm. and then his girlfriend Lena, and then. Um, two other characters named Mama and Papa because they were the parents of the two kids that um, that Mamu winds up kidnapping. Okay. Um, so they have to go rescue them because what happens is the book the book finds their way into um, an Arabian family's house, mm-hmm. and the twins get the book, and then Mamu winds up coming out of the book when they rip a page out of the book, and he kidnaps them. Oh, okay. Huh. So that's the whole setup for the game. Let me ask you a question. Do you do you I don't know how far you looked into it. Does it still have the same character selection? Like for every level? Yeah, it it's yeah, the four okay. characters. You have Imogene, his girlfriend Lena, and then Ma, uh, the the parents oh. of the twins oh, okay. that get kidnapped. So you have the choice of the four characters. Oh man, it's such a genius for Nintendo. They didn't have to do anything but change a little bit of code. Well, what probably back then was a little bit of code. Um, and wham, got a brand new game. Slap it on, put a sticker on it, send it to the U.S. Yeah, I mean, well, you can do that. With, you can do that with any game if you want. You can just, re, you know, you can reskin it and just find a way to make it work. So, yeah, but yeah, so just with a few, just with a few tweaks, you know, they swapped out, you know, they swapped out items from mushrooms and things like that because those weren't in the original um, mm-hmm. Doki Doki game. Mm-hmm. Um, there were other elements and whatnot. In- Turn quick stops for this and that into quick stops for cash back. With new Chase Freedom Flex, you'll earn 3% cash back at drugstores. Learn more at chasefreedom.com. Restrictions and limitations apply. Offer subject to change. Cards are issued by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A. Member FDIC. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at myhealthpolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face, and done. 
Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call there, but they just swapped it out to things that we were familiar with in the American version of Super Mario Brothers, and then you have your game. That's awesome. I really hope, you know, with the virtual console coming out and the Switch being region-free, I mean, that'd be sweet to, if they could release Doki, the original Doki Doki Panic um, on a system like that. Especially especially now that it's 30th anniversary is in July, it'd be really cool for them to do something for it, uh, especially because it has such a, you know, the only reason why the history of Doki Doki Panic is so um, important to retro gamers is because of its connection to Super Mario Brothers 2. Oh, no doubt. Is is Doki Doki yeah. Panic on the, no, it's not on the Famicom Mini, right? Uh, I so I, I honestly can't recall if it is or not. I don't think I don't it is think it because is, Super no. Mario USA is on there. Yeah. Because our uh, the American Super Mario Brothers 2 was released in Japan in 1992 as Super Mario USA. Oh, wow. Oh, well, that uh, – yeah, Super Mario USA I knew, but I didn't realize it was, it was that late. Yeah, it was, it was, year, it was years later um, because, yeah, Doki Doki came out in 87. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Mario Brothers 2 for the States, which is the Doki Doki reskin, came out in 88 – and then sales for that, you know, I guess sales for that did so well that they wound up releasing it in Japan four years later. Gotcha. All right, interesting. So Doki... that's a that that's our retro spotlight for this week. Doki a, Doki Panic, and a good one too. I like it. I like it. Have you seen? Did did you? Uh, no, you didn't pick up Doki Doki Panic. You picked up Super Mario Bros. Two, right? I didn't pick up Doki Doki Panic. I didn't pick it up because it was uh, it was a little pricey when I found it. Oh, was it? So oh. uh, <laughs> yeah, then, I think. Yeah, never mind. It, I mean, not not super pricey. I mean, I, uh, trust me. I've seen uh, and I've said this before on the on the um, uh, on our podcast, but like I've seen I've seen retro games there for Famicom that go up to nine hundred bucks. You were saying that, yeah. Um, so it's, it definitely wasn't that pricey. But at the time when I was shopping, um, I think it was like fifty bucks. But I had other priorities. Like I needed that was my first shopping experience, and I, Zelda was not my priority. So gotcha. um, my expensive game at that trip was Zelda. This trip maybe I may pick up Doki Doki. All right, we'll see how it goes. See how it goes. And uh, when you get the Super yeah. Potato, text me, will you? Yeah, I will text you so you can put in your order. <laughs> well, the way these prices are but going, it's not going to be a big but, order. But considering me, you're, considering you're kicking me off half of my show this oh, week, I, I may not. I may, I may, I may lose show. the order. Our show. How dare you? You're my traffic mule over there in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, and yet still can't get you a virtual boy, can Ooh. I? <laughs> <laughs> dare you sir all right well we're gonna answer god i know he's got to go to work over there because some of us have to make a living yes i have to go to work it's a the sun is getting brighter which means i have to go to work you are in the land of the rising sun so that's where it starts all right Ant. well enjoy your day again congratulations on the uh on on the on the whatever it's called theme park the minions theme park and um, minion park minion park universal studios japan and uh safe trip home i'll talk to you when i talk to you definitely Sounds good. Enjoy the other half of the uh, of the podcast with uh, Verdi and Frank and Eric, and yeah. uh, give them all my regard and uh, tell them they have big shoes to fill. Will do. And in fact, I'm going to throw it over right now to Larry, who's at Croxley's with the gang. Larry, are you there? All right. Well, thank you very much for throwing it to me, uh, Larry. Larry here, and we're at Buffalo Wild Wings, and this is the sec- either the second half 
or a whole new episode. I'm not really 100% sure yet because uh, I haven't uh, edited this together. But we're here at Buffalo Wild Wings with uh, our uh, famous fill-in co-host, Frank. What's going on, Frank? How you doing, Larry? And you may have seen him at the recent live uh, retro game night while he was playing, uh, what, Marvelous Capcom? Verdi? Yes, and yes. What's going on? Hey-o! Hey-o! So we're here, and uh, I figured it'd be a little fun to get someone else's perspective as much as we love Anthony on the show. Contrary to rumors, I'm not trying to push him off the retro <laughs> gamers to take this over wholeheartedly. Wait, you've got me a chair and everything. I, I know. Well, that's the director's chair, right? Yeah. I just thought I was... <laughs> so... <laughs> was a check and everything. <laughs> Wait. I you'd broke... be the only one to get paid. Ugh. You all right? Exactly. Yeah, I, I, my <laughs> tooth broke... <laughs> A couple of weeks ago, and every time I oh. eat now, it gets stuck in my teeth, and it hurts. <laughs> Those the habanero spices you were just eating. Oh, I have that too. Yeah, we're good. More drink? Uh, uh, we'll, we'll probably keep on coming. Yeah. Thanks, man. I, I have a dentist. <laughs> I have a dentist for you. <laughs> so, can we say who she looks like? <laughs> we have a waitress that looks like Mia Khalifa. <laughs> if so. you don't know who she is, Google it. Yeah, Google it. Not safe for work. <laughs> NSFW. Hashtag. So we're going to want to get some um, various thoughts first uh, about... Here's a quick question. The Amin Ant talked about it just recently. The NES Classic. Did either one of you able to get an NES Classic? I wasn't really interested. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, I, uh, I have a modded Xbox. Okay. So, uh, like the original Xbox, I, it's modded out and it has a bunch of Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Genesis games on it. So We, we don't believe in modded Xboxes yeah. here. Don't you have that thing, the Dingleberry? Wait, it's Dingleberry. <laughs> <laughs> raspberry? Snozberry. That's quite a raspberry on you, sir. Um, no, don't, not even from a collector's point of view? Or, no, or? no. I, no. No? Right. I uh, was late to the game, uh, and I did not get it. And when I did want to get it, they were impossible to find, and now I'm out of luck. <laughs> yeah, honestly, because they have discontinued the NES. So let me ask you. Right, Why? So actually, Two points of views because you would you were interested in getting it. Yes. All right, and you not so much. Yeah. I mean, old joking aside, just just really weren't interested. No, I, no honestly, if I if I, well, I mean, if, if, I didn't, if I didn't have the Xbox, okay. If I didn't have the Xbox, I would have tried to get it. Okay. Um, okay, fair enough. But actually, My, no, because I I do have the original system. So you do have some of the games. You have probably most of the games anyway. Some of them, yeah. Yeah. Some I, of them, yeah. I wanted to get it just because, as I said in the previous podcasts. Uh, I went to Sega route, so yes. I did not have a Nintendo, and I figured, oh, this would be a really good way for me to, you. you know, up my Nintendo game, so to speak, uh, because I went, like I said, I had, to, I went to Sega and Dreamcast, Genesis, and all that, and you know, never was really into the Nintendo. Not that I wasn't into them, I just never had the opportunity to play them as much. So I was like, oh, this would be great, and then of course introducing my son to it, who likes to play games as well. Uh, but oh well. <laughs> See, I liked it, I mean, from a collector's point of view, and I do have a lot of the games from the Virtual Console, right. but I just, like, actually, to be honest with you, when it first was announced, I was only going to get the controller, because the Nintendo controller plugs into the Wii, and you can use the old-school Nintendo oh, controller really? on the Virtual See, Console. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know, because I have the Wii. There's a lot of good third-party. In fact, I'll send you a link for a really good third-party controller okay. that I have as a second player that's awesome. Okay, cool. Um, but that, I was just going to get the controller, and I had, like, I have 15 of the games already, but I started pricing it out for the other 15. It would have cost me a lot oh, yeah. more, so I figured I'll just get it. And then, long story short, I waited out Best Buy, 5 a.m. in the morning, 22-degree weather. I was number 47 of 56 to finally right. get it. Um, but what are your thoughts on... 
the amount, first of all, the shortages of it, and now Nintendo all of a sudden calling quits on it, discontinuing the NES Classic. I think it's smart. Okay. And, and, and let me explain why. Sure. <clears throat> if, they, if they put this out, mass-produced it, right, and everybody had one, then, now, then you know, then eventually it, it would, the, the hype would die down. Yeah. So now what they're doing is they're discontinuing it, but now they're saying, listen, in six, seven months, eight months, we're going to be releasing a Super Nintendo yep. uh, version. And now people who didn't get the regular version... They're going to want that Super Nintendo version. Oh, no doubt. So I think the demand is going to be a lot higher, and the hype is going to be much higher. Okay. And for a business standpoint, I think it's very small. Okay. And we're going to talk about that in a moment, about the Super Nintendo, definitely. I have to agree with him. I think it's definitely a smart move, uh, but being someone who who shut out of it and didn't get it, I'm a little disappointed because, you know, I think, I mean, marketing, it's a great idea. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people bought them in bulk, and then jacked up the prices well that's that's, that's I mean and that goes problem. with a lot, I mean any any new fad toy you're gonna have that it was I remember just while it was available even during the shortages it was going for like 150 the minute they announced that it was oh, yeah, it shot up like 300 yeah, well I was, I was about to, I was that's what I'm about to say is that when it, when it first got released and people couldn't get it they would just, you know they were charging three or six off the Black market, quote yeah. unquote. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it was like $300, $400 for the, for, the, for the thing. And then when, after time, you, it, it, it never got down to what the, the retail value was, which was $60. Exactly. It, but it was so it was down to $100. I have seen it going for like $100. But once they announced that they were discontinuing it, now I'm seeing it back up at $300 again. So... And, and, and people are going to pay for it. Oh, yeah, no, that's what's crazy. And I know people especially who now that they, bought it for 200 Especially years. now that they know that they're not going to be able to get it yeah. for retail, or they're going to pay the $300. Yeah, and I guess maybe also knowing, if maybe if they originally came out and said, oh, this is for a limited time only, maybe I would have jumped on the bandwagon earlier. Well, and, they, did, and, they did say that. They, oh, they did? Yeah. Okay, well. It then, was always then, meant to be a limited run. But here's the thing, because the reason for the shortages also, they were saying that, I forgot which piece, but they were saying like one of the pieces was difficult to manufacture. That's why they couldn't pump them out. But at the same time, did they maybe just sell through? They sold through 1.5 million units. Yes. Well, that was the whole thing. Maybe they, that's they, they, no. But they, the whole thing was that they never even were intended to sell as much as they did. They planned on stopping it a lot sooner, but there was such a high demand for it, they extended the production of it. And also, the problem was, remember, this was, Nintendo figured it was going to be marketed to us. Right. Late 30s, early 40s, people who, when we grew up, they never expected the young market. Right. Like, yes, you two would have gotten it, would have introduced it to your kids, that's fine. But some people who, adults weren't interested in it, their kids were. Right. And they're the ones, so that, Nintendo had no clue was going to happen. Now, let me ask you this. With what happened with the NES, do you think that will affect how many Super Nintendo classics they'll make, how readily available they'll be? Do you think it will have any backlash to the um, Super Nintendo classic? I, I think that the Super NES uh, console... The I classic. Guess, classic. We'll call it the SNES Mini. Okay. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think it's going to fly off the shelves. It's going to be impossible to get. Just like in the, the NES. Yeah, oh, you know, yeah you know, More so. More so. Because, because they couldn't get the... Like I said, they couldn't get the NES... So now they're going to want the Super NES. Right. And then they're going to also, uh, the, pe- the people, like people like me who waited, and I was like, oh, I'll wait till the hype dies down and then I'll get one. 
you know, until the price normalizes, you know, now now I'm shut out of it. Those people are going to be like, well, this is only going to last a certain amount of time, so I got I better I better act now. Like I plan on, I probably pre-order that. You know, if you can even get, remember that pre-order. day it was nuts to pre-order. Right. So, so um, I, I, or I, when you pre-order yours, you just put quantity two, and I'll. They weren't know. letting me. Trust me, not even at Best Buy when I went. Only one allowed. Well, I found that out, you know, with the switch. So I bought my son a switch. And uh, was just lucky enough to find three in the, in the back of a Walmart. So, yeah. um, I, I would like to think that whatever number they planned on for the Super Nintendo Classic, they'll bump up. Maybe not like I'm not saying double or triple it, but just bump it up to make to produce more. Uh, but the, you know, pretty much Super Nintendo, like I mentioned before, all except for Nintendo officially announcing it. We're looking for this holiday. Um, curious what 30 games are going to be on it. I mean, besides your Link to the Past and probably Super Metroid, any Super Nintendo games you'd like to see? Probably on that. Uh, what was that? Wasn't that Super Nintendo had the first game with uh, Yoshi? Yoshi, Yoshi's Island. Yes, that would, okay. I guess, that would probably be on. Super Mario World Two. All right. Any Super Nintendo games? So. Um, <laughs> okay. <I'm> not... <laughs> it's, it's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> We're live. We're live here in Buffalo Wild Wings. Sorry, so I, was, uh, okay. I was Don't worry about looking it. at the wings. But we're going to, you know, we're going to move right along. Um, we're in the middle of the hockey playoffs right now. Who's playing? Toronto and Washington tied at one. In the second, if you want to try and narrow it down at what time we were here, in case your wives are trying to track them. Um, hockey games. What were some of your favorite hockey games growing up? And you played Sega. You were Nintendo. And I know Sega had a lot of good hockey games as well. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. You go first. Genesis, uh, Genesis. It was uh, NHL '96. Okay. I think I think it's number one. Very close to it was NHL 2K for the Dreamcast. Okay. All right. The, that hockey game was phenomenal. Okay. I I, I liked NHL '94 um, personally. '97 uh, was also a good one. And uh, I, I'm not sure if it was for Sega, but there was one called Rivalries. Where you, I think I might have mentioned this, yeah. where you could play, let's say, the '85, you know, Edmonton Oilers versus the 1994 New York Rangers, and I don't think the game did very well. I played it. I loved it because I like playing those old players. Um, but uh, what was the one you just said? 2K. 2K. For Dreamcast. Yeah, for Dreamcast, and I believe I, I don't remember if it was for the Dreamcast. I don't think it was for the computer. But there was one way you could play. Music, your own music. You could put your own music on. It was probably Xbox. See, I don't. Yeah, it was Xbox. I, I think it was, it was uh, the 2K series. Yes, I, 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 I do remember there was. Well, you could basically because I hated the music that they pumped through the arena. Yeah. So whatever music I had, 2K, you were able to yeah. import it right into <laughs> two, the game. 2K Sports. 2, 2K Sports. They were start. They were coming out with sports games, and that's when uh, like they had 2K Football. With, yes. Uh, with oh, no, uh, yes, yeah, Terrell Owens yeah. on the cover, and yeah. it was it was one of the best football games I ever played. And then Madden, they, right, they worked right, out that deal that with contract. them, and that with that contract totally killed it. Which I have a feeling maybe up to. And same thing happened with the NHL, and uh, but yeah, it was the two K two K Sports. They were they were able to do that. Yeah, but uh, when I was uh, playing Dreamcast, I remember I was playing NHL two K. It was like one of the first games I got for the Dreamcast, and. You know, I'm playing the hockey game or whatever, and the whistle blows. So, my guys are skating around. All of a sudden, Brendan Shanahan just comes over and punches my guy in the face. <laughs> all of a sudden, just all the guys started jumping on top of each other and ended up being a huge blow. And I'm like, this game is amazing. 
There was another hockey game which I remember playing called Mutant League Hockey. Oh, Mutant no. League Hockey, yes. Uh, that was, uh, I think they had, was it baseball or football? Football, you also had Mutant League Football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, But the, it was great because you just play as these, these monsters just feeding <laughs> the crap. Like, I didn't even care if I lost. I think it was like, just, like, like you hit someone, they cut in half or something. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. It, was, it was just, uh, it was, I mean, obviously, look, you know, it, I'd like to see a remake of that now. That well, was the, well the, hockey, the hockey one was good, but the football one was Football was really good. Football I was very good. someone is, are, or was doing it on Kickstarter to bring back Mutant League. Okay. I think. I, I got to remember that. Yeah, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at it right now on my phone, and it's just, yeah. yeah. There's like holes Sorry. in the ice. There's like holes in the ice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you. There was, yeah, and, um... Yeah, I'm looking at this one picture, and there's literally like a hole in the ice that you could skate into and, <laughs> yeah, and fall I remember through. that. So, <laughs> I remember, I mean, the only hockey game I played was NHL PA 93 for Genesis. It was the EA cart that had like that yellow EA tab on the side. Yeah, okay. Remember yeah. they were doing that for a while? The yellow one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it was on the golf game as well. Um, I, oh, now I'm, between the three of us, I am the novice with hockey both watching it, knowing about it, and playing games about it. So I always played no icing and all the rules off. Let me ask you, how often did you play? Like, did you play full rules or did you tweak them and no, just kind of want to play? I'm a purist. Oh, are you playing full rules? I, 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 I know you're better than me. I, I, I'm a purist. <laughs> I, uh, I, he, he shuts off both sides. That I know. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes, you shut off both sides. A couple I, of times when we play together, you shut off both sides. I, I did. I, like, no, turn off both sides. I'm like, what are you talking about? That's a rule. <laughs> I can't deny that, but I um, I did uh, I did hate icing. I hated icing. I never, I could just never understood like you know when I, in the beginnings of the game, I'm like this is just a stupid rule because I would always dump it in. Yeah, I would, and, right? But I'm like oh, I gotta cross the red, the, 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 the red. I'm like get the hell out of here with this nonsense. <laughs> but now, I mean, I've been playing uh, um, NHL 17, okay. uh, and I've been playing hockey a long time. So I'm like, all right, this is this is now. With the new NHL games, you could actually create yourself. Yeah. So I created a player, you know, in my likeness, and you you have to get drafted. And I created myself as a sniper. I cannot win a faceoff if my life depended <laughs> on me because it. And I'm following all the instructions. And I, I've even looked online. To, is there? An, is there just, I'm pressing the buttons exactly. So I said, all right, I'm not going to be a centerman. I'll be a winger. I'll be a sniper. And I got drafted by the Nashville Predators. I scored zero goals in, in all of. <laughs> All of the uh, the, the, pre- the preseason yeah. games, and they demoted me. <laughs> so I'm I'm in the AHL, and I haven't played it in a month because when I play a normal game or just a regular versus game, I can score a goal. I went from all star level to you know intermediate, oh. <laughs> and now I'm at rookie, and it's and I'm and it's embarrassing because I still can't score a goal. <laughs> So I, remember I had when, to take a break when the hockey game. games first started coming around. It was like I was I was like sick. I had a mental like disease. Like I was like infatuated with it. Had and I had a notebook and I kept track of every transaction because you could edit the roster. Yes. yes hold on a second. So hold on a you, second. Hold on a second. Guilty. Yeah. So so if you, I, oh, I remember you asked to borrow my book one day. I used to when a trade happened in real life, I would yeah. make the trade, and then if it didn't go through, I would like I have to make this trade. <laughs> for, for those games, like now, of course, you update the rosters. Okay, and yeah, that's it. Have, yeah, yeah, so, but update, back yeah. then, you had to do everything yourself. Yes. So, when, so when they, when Genesis started uh, introducing the trading, the in-season trading, 
You could play. If every I tell game. you, if I tell you, every minor leaguer was on the team they were supposed to be. It was like Absolutely. it was insane. I, I I remember. I also I had a yellow legal pad, and I would yeah. be like, and I would check it. I would check the newspapers every day yeah, for every day, like transactions. And, I actually subscribe. And the trade deadline. The, the real NHL trade deadline. I would come home from school. Me too. Turn on the TV. Just sit there with my notepad and just start writing everything down. I I subscribe to the hockey news to get the yeah. full yeah. rosters. Yeah. So when the next season's game, I could before I would play the season, I would update every team's rosters and go, okay. And then you got screwed because when a new rookie started, you couldn't create them because exactly. you weren't able to do. Exactly. So you had it like, okay, well, I guess he's not going to be in the in the thing. Yeah, exactly. And it was funny too because when I went away to college, I took the game with me and I was the place to go <laughs> to play NHL 96 with the most current <laughs> rosters. Current rosters. <laughs> Once they started updating the rosters it was like I've wasted so many trees. Yeah. I've killed so many trees with this. Folks, like this. Guard the garbage. In the garbage. Yeah, it made it a whole lot easier once they uh, oh. once had the auto yeah, update. Oh, the auto, auto update made my life so much more simpler. Fantastic. <laughs> good times. Good times. Do, do you remember any like epic games you've played? Did you, well, you you coming from a, a huge family you come from. Did you do a lot of two players? Like you uh, and your brothers? Sports and uh, football. They, uh, yeah, but they didn't like playing me because I was too good at it. <laughs> yes, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, when we moved in together, you played me in Madden. I was my big play was I'm just going to do the hail mary every room. <laughs> and I'm not look. I'll be the first to admit I'm not a huge like football fan. I understand the, the games, but plays I couldn't tell you the difference between a you know a shotgun and a name me another play. <laughs> really, the only the only ones who would play me, not even Jonathan would play me because Jonathan wasn't really into sports. But yeah. my brother Michael. He would play me, and then he would just get so mad. He was like, you cheat. All you do is play this all day. He would start yelling at me. I'm like, take well, a I, hike. Think, uh, I, I remember when I, at the, when, uh, I think we, were, I think we were, had the apartment together. I held a tournament, and it yes. was like $20 per team. And I knew I, knew I was yeah. walking away with the money. I, I basically it. served food because I'm like, I'm not getting in on this league. I'm like, I'll be the waitress because I am not playing this. I'm not, I'm just giving Five other people come over. I think you were even in it. Maybe. I and don't remember. It was problem. $20 a team. And I knew I was walking away with the money. And I, and I walked away with the money. <laughs> but I think it's safe to say that we all agree the person we never want to play against is Anthony Rippo. <laughs> One of the most competitive people in the world. Well, he, he's admitted. Uh, well, there's, well there, there's some games that you can beat him in. <laughs> yes, well, there, there, yes, but let's even go away from gaming for a second and the card game. When I just, after the first hand, I just went, I'm all in because <laughs> I'm not playing with you anymore because he was, he would study yeah. the cards. Well, no. What's up? It's Kevin Hart. And with new rewards from Chase Freedom Unlimited, I now earn even more cash back, even on a beach getaway. I earn 3% of drugstores on beach snacks. Hmm, these chips have some saying on them. I earn 3% on dining, including takeout, after a seagull eats all my chips. And I earn 5% on travel purchased through Chase, like a hotel room to hide from that seagull. Learn more at ChaseFreedom.com. Chase, make more of what's yours. Account subject to credit approval. Restrictions, limitations apply. Offer subject to change. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. 
So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. I, I love you. He called the poker game together. And, and we were paying for and nickels. He's there, <laughs> and he's like reading a book. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm reading. You know, and I'm like, we're playing for fun. <laughs> we were playing for like nickels and dimes. And, uh, Thank you. And he's got a strategy book. And I'm like... This is in the World Series of Poker, okay? Let's just play a game. Uh, but, yeah, no. Nah, yeah. Well, I, I remember one time we, uh, I think, uh, what game was it? I'm trying to think. It was a wrestling game. It was for the N64. Was it the one when he, when he tossed the controller across the room? Yes, because <laughs> what happened was, we were play, I think we played oh, a, battle, a Royal Rumble. I'm going to hear about Royal. this next week. And what happened That's was, what you get for being in Japan. What happened, I think it was me, him, Brian Tormey. And I, were you there? I th- no, I missed it. Oh, okay. So we were all playing, and I got eliminated, and Brian, it was Brian and Anthony left. So Anthony's playing, Anthony's playing. Brian just turns to me and hands me the controller. <laughs> so here I am now, I'm playing Anthony, and I beat Anthony. Wait, you're out of the tournament? I'm already out, but Brian <laughs> hands me the controller. This is before I met and you guys. Because we're, we're like behind oh, Anthony. Yeah. So now it's really, it's Anthony versus me. Because really, I'm the only one that could that could give Anthony a run for his money on the game, and <laughs> and I end up beating him. Anthony turns around, he sees me holding the controller, and he takes the controller and he throws it across the room. There was a game where we played when we had the when Anthony and I had the not you Anthony Anthony Rippo and I had the apartment. It was a trivia game, and I consider myself very good at trivia. Like I actually played with a group of friends. It was me versus them, and. I lost, but there was 10 of them, and I almost won. And I played with Anthony, and before the question was finished, it was a, I, I don't remember what console it was. Remember how we were talking, I think in one of the past podcasts, you were talking about how Jeopardy, you would have what to repeat, repeat, repeat yeah, the same yeah. question. Well, obviously, Anthony must have played this game without me a thousand times, because the long, first line of the trivia game, it might have been that Pictionary one. I forgot the name of the game. Uh, Anticipation? It might have been anticipated. On NES? It, it might have been. Or, I, I, it would draw the pictures no, had, for you. Oh, it sounds like anticipation. anticipation yeah. yeah, and he would... I, I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, I'm, gonna, I'm good at this stuff. And, you know, I just moved in with him. <laughs> so I had no idea. And he slaughtered me to the point where I just went in my room. <laughs> I was like, good night, I'm going to bed. I just went in my room. He's like, what? What? And I'm like, no, good night. This may be the last episode the three of us will ever do together without Anthony. <laughs> no, He's going right. to be flying in now to do the show. He's actually on his way right Oh, now. I got stories. We'll rip he, up. Oh, boy. <laughs> he is the other half of the retro gamers. Don't worry. But um, did you ever play a lot of... I know with uh, your brother and sister, did you play Yeah, my brother and I, we had... Uh, we started off playing Atari together. And uh, one story was... Obviously, back then, you couldn't save with Atari and there was something uh, well you could just don't turn off the system right you could yeah (laughs) and there was a it was a contest on WPIX 11 where if you took a a shot of the screen a picture of it and you mailed it into W you got like a free t-shirt or something (laughs) Uh, and he was playing Laser Blast which was for 2600 I really don't remember the concept of the game but it was going on to the point where it was going on for hours my mother wasn't home we had a babysitter and I was being a little jerk, little brother that I was, and he was like about to beat the high score so we could put it on WPIX 11, and I was getting mixed. I wanted to watch TV or I wanted to play, and it's like, again, it was going on for hours. And right before he was about to beat the high score, I went, and I hit the, re- I hit the reset button. 
Well, that was the first of many beating, game-related beatings that I got from my brother when we uh, when we moved on to the Commodore 64, the Vic 20 Commodore 64. We um, he had a rule: don't talk to don't talk to anybody when they're playing. And I would always forget that rule, and I would talk to him, and he would die, and of course that would be my fault. And of then course. it got to the point when if I was even in the room and I I coughed or sniffed or anything <laughs> and he died, I would, you know, get something thrown at my head. There you go. Fast forward many years to now when I'm in my man cave playing, you know, my Grand Theft Auto or something and my wife talks to me, I die. Or she'll just <laughs> has the habit of standing in front of the television when you oh, can't that's the worst. or asking me to pause. You can't pause an online game. She don't know that, I guess, but uh well, now yeah. it does. It sounds like I almost almost a blessing. I grew up as an only child. Yeah, <laughs> even though I never really got to play uh, many two-player games. Well, I mean, it was you know for video games wise, it was me, my brother Mike, with the Nintendo and the Genesis. Then Jonathan Jonathan started playing with the like the like the PlayStation, and then uh, Nick got involved with like the Xbox and stuff like that. So it was like four brothers, and we would have an amazing, amazing time. It, and, it really was cool. And another positive also was the um, the um, uh, when you the early role playing games, having a second person there. I mean, I'm talking about the text based ones. Oh, go yeah, north, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, open yeah. book, you know. I'm mean, keeping track, maybe. Well, we well that's what we do. We I, we would also keep track. We would draw. We would go, and I would literally draw out a map on a separate piece of paper where we were, and that actually helped us. I guess you want to call it bonding, but it helped yeah. us, you know, figure out the games together. So having that second person there to go, we were already there, or you know, try this command instead, you know. And then when that went to the console games with the uh, Final Fantasies, and there was um, there was one game we played religiously. I unfortunately can't remember the name. It was for Sega, but uh, it was it was I guess their version of Final Fantasy, whatever it was. And uh, Shining Force. I think it was Shining Force. Oh, one of the best RPGs did your, ever. Uh, did your mother ever try destroying your system? <laughs> we, no, we had it taken away from us a bunch of times when we, we would fight over it. Uh, but uh, then my brother, just who was very good with money, just went out and, at the age of like 10, went out and bought himself his own Commodore 64. <laughs> so that wasn't an issue anymore. I, she, well, what happened I, with this? <laughs> I'm trying to. I think it was the Nintendo 64. We were in the bedroom. We were playing it. We were, no, it might have, no, it wasn't Nintendo 64. I'm trying to think. Actually, it might have been the Genesis. I think it was the Genesis. I could see your mother doing it. And this. We, were all, we, were, we were all sitting out in the in the room. We were playing. Xie's family doing it. And we started fighting. <laughs> My mother comes in and she's like, "Shut it off. You're done." And we didn't shut it off. <laughs> she comes in. She opens the the top floor window and she throws no. it out the window. No. Yes. <laughs> Goes right into the, the, the little kitty swimming pool. Wow, down in, in, right, oh, right, it falls right in. Take it out. Wait a couple of days. Plug it in. Work like a chomp. Oh, the thank you. <laughs> there was water in the pool. Yeah. Can I tell the story about the television when I came over? Am I allowed to tell this? All right. This is, this is how this puts into perspective with this family. It's not game related. I'm going to tell you right now. So I come over to, to Verdi's house. We were going somewhere. So I go in. I say hi to his mother. Um, and his two younger brothers. This was after I missed it. This was after the fact. Yeah, you came you in gotta, after it was you, all. Now, if you folks got to remember, like the old school big screen projection televisions, 
giant TV, giant oh God, back you on had it. One of those? It was a projector yeah. television. Like if you left it on for like four hours, <laughs> it'll burn. It'll burn yes. You know, you'll get yes. the burn in. Apparently, what happened was one of Verdi's brothers threw the other one through the television. The entire front of the screen now gone. <laughs> I walk in. In my defense, I pushed him toward the book. <laughs> He, Who did you throw? Jonathan, Jonathan threw it. Jonathan. And I saw Jonathan purposely threw well, himself on the TV. Jonathan was very Jonathan. But I don't think Jonathan expected to go through the TV. So <laughs> I walk in, and now Jonathan and Nick are putting, I have to say, very ingenious. They got a bunch of printing paper, and a half by 11 printing paper, started taping them together to put back on the television so they can get the front for the projector so they can go and watch television again. It was well, the whole entire time, my mother's sitting there yelling and screaming at us. <laughs> completely <laughs> when, ignoring their mother, just going ahead and doing this DIY project to put the stop. television back together. I have to stop for a second. Your mother was in the room when the official, when he yes. went through. Yes. Okay, what was the initial reaction from you, Jonathan, and your mother? Uh, he went through the screen, and I was just like, he did it. He did it. All I kept on saying to my, all I kept on saying was he threw himself through the TV. <laughs> yeah, I said he did it. I was like, I pushed him toward the bookcase. He threw his like, because you know, when I pushed him. I didn't right. push him hard. He embellished it and he went back on the TV. And all I heard was crunch. And there was Jonathan in the TV. Now, those I wish, TVs were expensive. I, re- back I really then. wish and they were deep. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that there was no electric shock. <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing. Now, he just went through the TV. Here's the best part. So now I'm witnessing this whole fiasco. And I'm like, someone's going to get killed here. And I'm just sitting in the kitchen. This is in the basement. I'm just sitting at the kitchen table like, dum de dum de dum waiting to leave, waiting to go. So now... I've just been eating candy so out of now, candy bowl. <laughs> his father comes home. Dead so silence. Now, it's just like, I'm, who's yelling? We're all yelling. My father walks through the door. Dead silence. Now, I'm the only thing I can Yeah, because that's not the thing. Something's wrong. Hold on. Now, I can only envision how my father would react, and he would have destroyed me. <laughs> I would be deleted from existence. So, now, Verdi's father walks in. Now, in my head, I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to somehow get yelled at as well. This is not good. So, the man, and I love your, I love your parents. Larry's slowly moving towards the door. His fa- their father walks in, looks at me, Hello. Assesses the situation, sees a big giant hole in the television, sees mom yelling at the kids, kids yelling at each other, and just goes, and just walked upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) It was the most, it was the sign of like, there is nothing I could do at this point. That is the sign of a Um, beaten man. (laughs) I'm going upstairs. If I tell you how many times the TV repair guy came (laughs) to put a new screen in that TV, that, well, te- that screen had to be broke about five, maybe five four, or six four, times. Four, five boys? Four boys. Four boys. Four boys. Yeah. I mean, so, Nick was a baby, I'm sure, a kid at the time. Uh, so. Not a baby, no. He not was, a baby. Uh, he, was, he was about eight years, nine years old. He was old maybe, enough. Nine, he was old ten, enough. I actually old have, I, I have you, to, a pretty I have big you kid, to thank, kid, actually, so. you to thank for getting me to the next uh, uh, level of gaming. Because I was stuck in Genesis and Dreamcast hell renting my games from Blockbuster <laughs> um, which one of my favorite ones was the James Bond one uh, Goldeneye Goldeneye Good oh one. what a great game and then I happened to go to your Super Bowl party and before the game came on yeah, we're, we're good, good. Yeah, we're good. good. God, she does look like a new <laughs> um, before the game came on uh, I don't know you got Grand Theft Auto 3 
and I was fascinated by it. I was like, oh my god, I have to, I have to get this. And I'm like, all right, it's on a PlayStation 2, and I won the Super Bowl pool. I won one quarter, and it was enough to get from my work, and I uh, I went out the next day, and I got my PlayStation 2 and Grand Theft Auto 3. So, and that so began the obsession with that game. And thus the tales of video game woe with us here. <laughs> and then it was the uh, seven-hour... Seven hours when we lived together that I play, I sat on the couch and played Grand Theft Auto yes. and you, you got <laughs> me out of my trance. I didn't yeah. even realize I was in. Yes. Yeah. Snapping your fingers in front of them. Right. You've been in front of the TV playing video games for seven hours. I, I no, I was like I left for work because I was working for your father at the time. Okay. So I left for work and he's playing. I came home from work. He's still playing. <laughs> so I was like, all right. It was like a Chinese food container on the table. <laughs> so. I went, I took a shower, and I, I, I forgot what else I did, but I left the house again, and I came back, and he's still playing. And I, I was said, obsessed with that game. Frank, it's been like eight hours. And he's like, no, it hasn't. I said, look at the clock. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, I've been doing this for eight hours. <laughs> we've, all, we've all had those marathon yeah. oh, sessions. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, Nothing wrong with that. That was, that, was, that was a good trip down memory lane, I guess. On we, weekends, about, uh, on weekends I used to start playing at like eight o'clock. And I would and I would play the about four or five o'clock in the morning. Oh, forget about the it. sun it's would over. be coming up, and I'd be like, "Shit!" You know, we, we we actually spoke about it. I think we spoke about it, but it never I'm, got up of, of having a, a a twenty four hour uh, gaming, gaming marathon. marathon. We were going to get all the systems together, and oh, I would definitely. I would do it too. I just don't know if uh, well, now we're all the we're all on the island. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. we get Rippo out here for a weekend. We get, we get Chew out. and. Uh, yeah. You know, and literally, we could just document it, throw it on YouTube. That'd be fun. You put him in the. You got a bedroom in the basement, right? Yes, I do. All right, then. Just finished and, it. And, and with that, we're going <laughs> to talk about... We're going to... Anthony bequeathed this to me this week. Um, we're going to talk about this week in gaming as we wrap this up here. Uh, good thing the battery's starting to die on this bed boy as well. Wow. What? <laughs> no, I know. I had to print these at the last minute. So, um, basically, it's this week in gaming for April... I'm going to say tw- week of April 23rd. Um, like last time, I don't have this in order. And I'm not going to do as good a job as Anthony does, but I'm going to try and do my best. So, uh, and try me if you remember your any best. of these games. Do my best. I'm going to have to do Anthony's best. So, um, 1986, Mighty Bomb Jack for the NES in Japan. Remember that one with all the bombs around, yes. the, around the screen? Remember Mighty Bomb Yes, Jack? I remember That's that game. Yes, yes. Good uh, game. 19, game. 1990, Japan, Bomberman debut. Okay. Big game, Bomberman game. Um, super, now, these tend to be Japanese heavy for Japan, so... Uh, 1992 WWF Super Wrestlemania for the Super Nintendo in Japan which here in the US is an awesome game that game pretty good rock what else we got Metal Gear Solid for Game Boy Color released in the US big handheld game you play a lot of handhelds uh Game Boy yeah. you play Game Boy alright yeah, my brother Boy. had Game Boy and if I touched it I got hit <laughs> uh, 2000 I have to go see my therapist now <laughs> 2002 Dance Dance Revolution Konamics Konama never had an interest in PlayStation yeah, we were, we always had dance. Well, not we, but uh, well, we played a lot at Anthony's well, dance. Yeah, at Anthony's. Yeah. Anthony, I was a fat Anthony kid. Had I didn't like to dance. Um, River Sorry. City Ransom in '89. NES. That was a good game. River, River City, City Ransom. Ransom. That was Japan. What was that about again? Do you remember that one? That was um, it was it, it was almost like a, a side scroller uh, beat 'em up, kind of like Final Fight, but on the NES. And um, okay, you know, I get this one mixed up all the time with bad dudes. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> uh, 1996, Disney's Toy Story came out on Genesis. Oh, yeah. And Disney had a 
had a great run of games on Genesis. Aladdin, Castle of Illusions, a lot of good stuff there. Um, this, I'm sorry to interrupt, I'm just watching this redhead eat a wing. Command and Conquer in 1997, Sega Saturn. Sega. Any big Sega and Conquer? Yeah, Sega Saturn. Sega. Sega Saturn. I never you had Sega, Sega Saturn. Saturn. Yeah, neither have I. You I say like Sega. 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 2001, Star Sega. Wars. Super Bombard Racing. You ever play that? Oh, one? yes, I have played that. Yep. PlayStation 2. That was for uh, the N64, I think. Also, the yeah. PS2 version we came out like in 2001. Nerds right now. <laughs> You're that uh, nerd. Nope, nothing happened on that day. Oh, here we go. No this is a fun one. Thing, so it's okay. This one, this is just funny because of the title. So in 1993, in Japan, on Game Boy, The Real Ghostbusters. Okay. But in Japan, it was released as Mickey Mouse 4. Why? <laughs> don't know. I found that one very funny. Anthony, if you're listening in Japan, ask was someone why. Was that exclusive for the virtual boy? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! That's oh. for you, Ripple! Wow! I was getting ready. I had one in, I had one chambered, but he beat me to it. 1989 on the Sharp X 68000. Our new favorite system for me and Anthony. Afterburner 2. That was a good series. Oh, that was the playing game. Yeah. I hated that game. You like that game? Well, I told you what happened in the last one. Remember, I bought Afterburner and at Toys R Us, and I returned it in half an hour later because I ended oh, it. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> you remember the old Toys R Us, how it was set up on Flatbush? Oh, yeah. In the back, you had the row of games. Yeah. You had to get the tag, get the tag, tag bring the tag up. And then I saw, Super, I saw WrestleMania. I thought it was mine. The guy gave it to someone else, and I cried. Then my mom got it for me a couple days later and got the kid fired from Toys R Us. <laughs> 1981, Game & Watch. The Game & Watch Gold Series, Lion. Remember Game & Watch games? The little yeah. handhelds? Yes, yes, Lion yes. came out. Um, 1990, Final Fantasy III in Japan for the NES. 95, do you remember the Neo Geo... Do you remember the Neo Geo CD? Yeah, it's a baby crying. Yeah, I know. You don't have to Bust worry the about move. that. Bust, Bust a move. Bust a move. And then, oh, here's the big one then. 1999 on the N64. Super Smash Brothers. Oh, okay. Which I was not. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Yeah. Super Smash Brothers didn't really get good until uh, GameCube. Honestly, the, the first one I played is the one now. The, the, the Wii. No, the Wii U version is the one I played. Oh, really? That's the one I got into. Oh, the GameCube one was good. And some other notables: Majora's Mask came out in Japan. Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask in two thousand. Along with Breath of Fire four. Uh, Doom was released on three DO here in the U.S. Mm. What a horrible system three DO. Mega Man X3 in Japan came out on PlayStation. Sim City, Super love, NES. Love Sim City. Remember, remember the, 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 the million big, dollar code? Big, no, I don't know. Oh, the billion dollar code? I never did cheat codes, never, ever, ever. You had to like tax everyone up, wait for the seasons to change, lower all the taxes, and then like you release the button and you got 999,000. Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> on Super Nintendo, it was King Koopa. Right, right, right. And uh, finally, 2002 on the Xbox. Crash Bandicoot, The Wrath of Cortex. Very good. And yeah. that was This Week in Gaming. Good job. This was fun. I think it was great. I yes. enjoyed doing this on the road. On yes. location. Very fun. On location. I like doing these on locations. And uh, with that, we're going to start to wrap, wrap this up. Um, be on the lookout. Me and Anthony are going to talk about it in a few weeks, but in June... We, uh, we may have something going on with Cradle Aviation and a uh, tournament. We'll let you know if it goes through. If it doesn't go through, maybe I've just jinxed myself. I'm mentioning it now. And I'd like to thank Frank and 
Verdi for joining us here, getting a, a different insight, as opposed to me and Anthony, as to what we think about retro gaming. <laughs> so uh, if you ever want to be back on the show, gentlemen, just let Anthony know. Oh. I'm sure he'll bump me off. I will be back <laughs> on the show. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you guys uh, performing anyway? Got anything to plug? Uh, Anthony? Be sure to recycle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be um, delivering mail in Long Island, uh, so remember in the winter winter months, keep your walk clean or you're not getting your mail. And uh, well, it's, good, it's a good thing that this is the beginning of uh, May coming up, so <laughs> hey. keep that in mind about the snow. And of course, don't forget to listen to the Pro Slam World Podcast featuring yours truly, Larry Mormon. And, uh, and Inside Guy, look up Inside Guy, that's Anthony's television uh, pilot that he's working on. Check that out as well. Uh, Anthony, where can we follow you at? On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, Are you, you allowed? Me? Yeah, yeah, sure. You can follow me on, uh, on uh, Facebook at uh, AF Birdie. Okay. Uh, but my friend, Chris Chambers, <laughs> he's the guy you got to follow. <laughs> Chris Chambers, the Chris infamous. Chris Chambers oh. is the man. Yeah, you got to follow Chris Chambers. Good guy. But, uh, Instagram, I, I don't remember my Instagram name. Larry knows. So bird dog. Just, bird, bird is it bird dog? All right. Bird dog. B-R-D-D-O-G-G. There you go. I, there you I, go. Uh, Frank? I'm a big comic book guy, so you'll find some yes. pretty cool comic book stuff on there. Definitely. He sure is. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at, at mess411. M-E-S-S-411? M-E-S-411. More like a mess at 411. And of course, me, you can find pretty much everywhere. Yeah, we live together, folks. <laughs> so, all three of us at one point. You can find me virtually everywhere at More365, MOHR365. And with that, Anthony will be back next week, but we quite enjoyed the company here. And uh, maybe next time we'll all Skype together and get yeah, Anthony in on this. Cool. So that he can mock uh, all of us to get back at us. I had a good time. All right, awesome, yeah, folks. Me too. Have a good one. We'll catch you on the flip side. See you later. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.